Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. Like, guess what? You get to experience heartache because you get to love and feel loved. And you get to wake up in the morning and be alive. So that means you get to feel pain because that's a part of being alive. You get to experience these ups and downs and you get to learn the lessons the universe is offering us and you get to choose what to make of it. You get to face rejection because you were given an opportunity to begin with. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. My name is Adrian Finch and I am your host. Hello, how are you doing? I'm currently recording actually from my cousin's house. I'm watching her cat and hamsters while she's out of town, which is hilarious because in my mind, I was like, why do cats really need to be watched? They're pretty self-sufficient animals, but I guess this cat literally acts like a dog. The cat will go up to the door and meow super loudly, wants to go pee outside and then come back in. And the hamsters just chill. They're just chilling. But if you hear a little in the background, it's the little hammies. So hello guys. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited about this episode because this episode was very inspired by real things that happened. Last week was such an interesting week and I just figured I need to share with you kind of what's been going on. So first of all, the title of this episode is The Real Reason I'm Always Happy and It's Not What You Think. So full disclosure, uh, it's a little deceiving because I am not always happy, okay? No one should always, always be happy. It's a little bit weird and unrealistic, right? Like just always happy, nothing ever upsets you. Um, but I like the way it sounded. It was a little more dramatic and I really generally am a very happy person. I get comments about it all the time and I generally, genuinely, generally am very, very happy. So in today's episode, we're talking about a crazy experience that I had last week that inspired me to reflect and kind of think about what truly is the reason I'm such a happy person. And in reflecting, I realized that the reasons are not what I expected. And I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing this, right? It's so easy to look at someone else's life and compare and be like, well, they're happy because they have money. They don't have to worry about money problems. They have a house. Look at their amazing, beautiful relationship. They can buy anything they want. They weren't adopted. They were already successful. Okay, well, wrong, first of all. Every single person has their own reason for being happy or not being happy. And every single person has battles and struggles that we don't see, right? So we already know this. We have very, you know, we frequently have limiting beliefs or we will easily compare ourselves to others and say, oh, well, you know, it makes sense that they're so happy. Look at them on Instagram. They're so happy because they have a million followers and they have money and they don't have the same problems I have. Well, guess what? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. They don't have the same problems you have, but does that mean that they don't have problems? No. Does that mean that they don't ever struggle with happiness or, you know, feeling successful or feeling motivated? No. No matter where we come from, it's all relative. We all have battles and struggles that we don't see. So I love the little iceberg analogy. I love to think of an iceberg in the ocean floating around or whatever they like to do. And if you notice, you can always see the tip of the iceberg. You see probably diagrams of this all the time, you know, or maybe if you look up the Titanic and how it sank, you would see an iceberg. Either way, the iceberg is kind of floating where you only see sort of the tip on the top of the water. And what you don't see is the massive amount of that iceberg that is actually underneath the surface. So just by looking at the iceberg, you're seeing that very tip, right? So, you know, if you take some of your favorite influencers or celebrities or 
any of your friends even, you may only see that tip of the iceberg. You may see the followers, the money, the likes, the smiles, the pretty pictures, the, you know, whatever it is. But what you aren't seeing is not only the battles and the struggles, but you're also not seeing the expertise and the time and the commitment and dedication and calls and, you know, business deals they're working out and rejections and failures. You're not seeing all of that stuff. And I always just want to remind you guys that it is very real, even though you can't always see it. So try not to compare yourself to others or to others' happiness. Try not to ask yourself, why am I not as happy as this person? You know, just just avoid that if you can. Oh, I hear some hamsters. Okay. Anyway, this episode is going to be super raw, super, super real. So if you're someone who's always looking to increase your happiness, or maybe you're in a funk right now, or maybe you're generally pretty happy too, but you want to understand deeper what's going on and what you're doing correctly so that you can continue to manifest more and more happiness into your life, then just keep listening. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Now, I want to start off with a little story that inspired this entire episode, and then I'm going to get into the actual reasons for my happiness and how you can apply these same strategies to your own life to increase your own happiness. So last week, I actually walked into my gym, Basecamp Fitness, and I actually went to a different location. So it's not the people that I'm typically around. However, it's the same kind of vibe, the same kind of energy, and As you guys know, Basecamp as a gym just makes me so incredibly happy. So I walk into the gym and I'm kind of talking with some of the front desk people and one of the guys working there is is a little bit newer. So he remembers me from my home studio and, you know, I walked in, I had energy, I was so bubbly, I was so happy to see everyone because, again, it's like kind of my happy place and I'm always just in a great mood when I'm there. And he, one of the first things he asked me, he was like, wow, how do you always just have so much energy? And I was thinking, you know, I don't know. I just get so excited to be here. And I also realized that sometimes, even when I'm really tired, I've noticed like, I'll be so tired walking in the door. And then the second I see people, I almost like fake the energy, but then it makes me actually remember and realize that, wait, I actually have energy because I'm so happy to be here. But when he asked me, how do you have so much energy? I I think my answer to him was like, I don't know. I think it's because I'm generally just like a pretty happy person and I'm bubbly and outgoing. So I don't know. That seems like it equals energy, right? And then he said, okay, but how are you so happy? And he wasn't asking in a way of being like, this is weird. This is wrong. He was actually asking because he said like, you know, we're all out here just trying to increase our happiness and I need to know your secret. Like, how are you so happy all the time? And you guys, I don't, know how, but I don't think I've ever gotten asked this question, or at least recently. I don't think someone has really just genuinely come up to me and been like, why are you so happy? How? Like, what's your secret? And I did not know what to say. I really didn't have an answer. It's so funny. I'm so used to kind of rattling off these answers and like reasons for things because I'm very in tune with human emotion and communication. And, you know, just I love coaching people. So people can ask me any question about business or, you know, their confidence. Oh, I want to start this thing, but I don't know. And I'll snap right into my little like, okay, well, first of all, that's a mindset. Like even what you just said, you don't know. So 
I'm like, it's not that I'm rehearsed at all. It's just, I love this stuff and I know it like the back of my hand. So I always feel like I know what to say. And for once, I just literally stopped in my tracks. Like I had no idea the answer. I did not know what makes me so happy. Why am I so happy? And I kind of started to try to explain it to him. I was like, you know, struggling though. Cause I'm like, dang, I actually don't really know. Is it that you know, I don't let little things get to me that much because that's true. I don't let little bad things like bring me down, which means I'm generally pretty happy. But also I kind of, you know, just realized that happiness is also this huge spectrum, right? I think that we, especially in this day and age, there's all this pressure and media and everything that makes you feel like you have to be like so beyond ecstatic and happy all the time. But the reality of life is that like, being content and being just like fine with the way things are going is just as good. I think that we have this unrealistic expectation that we're going to be like jumping up and down in our seats, like squealing with excitement every minute of the day all the time. And that's what true happiness is. But I just don't think that that's what it is. I think that part of happiness is just living your life and just accepting and loving your life and improving where you want to improve and doing things you enjoy. And I, you know, we could get all into kind of the meta background of like, what even is happiness and what kind of happiness should we be seeking? So I also want to emphasize, basically, this whole story is just the the whole fact is just that I did not know how to answer that question. And on top of that, and this is something I'm going to get back to later, the night before this day, oh, first of all, I had the best day literally on earth. It was so weird. It all started with that and it made me really reflect on my happiness. And then I ended up like getting asked out on two dates. I got offered like a really cool kind of freelance job that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. My friend called me who is a writer on a TV show and he said that he wants me to audition for a character. And I was like networking with this super cool film and TV guy at lunch. I literally left this day being like, uh, I need to get out more because that was the most incredible day. I feel like just it was one of those in the zone days, you know, where you just kind of there's some pep in your step. Things just keep happening that are good or like it just seems very out of the ordinary. This was one of those days I was very in the zone. I literally left the studio that night being like, uh, that was incredible. And I want you guys to know that the night before this day, I literally cried myself to sleep. Again, I'm a very happy person. I wasn't like, you know, oh, my life is ending. I just, I had a moment of being emotional, being sad about honestly a past relationship. Like something came up and I saw the person and it was weird and I was just sad about it and I just had to let out a nice little cry. It wasn't the end of the world. I just let it out for a little and then I went to bed, woke up, didn't even think about it, forgot that even happened. Like, and then it's just crazy to think that in the blink of an eye, literally one night, everything completely changed. And the next day was like the best day ever. Right. (laughs) And I did make an episode talking about kind of like the signs that you're about to manifest things you want. And a lot of times right away you experience loss and then you experience odd requests. And I feel like that day I got so many odd requests, even my friend being like, do you want to audition for this TV show? I've always thought acting would be cool, but I've never, you know, chosen to pursue it. And I always thought, you know, if the opportunity comes, then here we go. And here was this guy out of nowhere just asking me to audition. And I felt like that was an odd request. And things like that are what happen right before you're about to manifest major, major things into your life. So, okay, back to the point. So the rest of that day, I kind of just kept 
going about my day, but my mind kept coming back to this question, like what is what makes me so happy? And in a world full of stress and stimuli and competition and pressure and anxiety, first of all, just having the realization in itself that like, dang, I genuinely am such a happy person. That was so exciting. And it's not like I thought I was an unhappy person, but I just never stopped to slow down and think to myself like, wow, Adrian, you generally are actually a very happy person and that's freaking awesome. And like I said before, it's not, it's because it's not always this big outward, like, oh my God, I'm so happy. It's really just this feeling of content, like this feeling of, oh, things are fine, like, and things will always be fine. And I think that's the realization I had in this moment. And that was the first thing that was awesome. But then I did want to do some digging and self-reflecting because you guys know me. First of all, this can always be a podcast topic and it is right now. So I always want to kind of do some digging deeper into my psyche and figure out like what is really at the core of this. Um, So I did some digging, did some self-reflecting. And my biggest answer was just that there doesn't always have to be a specific answer, right? And uh, by the way, the rest of this episode, I'm going to be getting into actually the reasons that I discovered. And I discovered three huge ones that can really help you. So this is all just kind of context that I think is important for getting into those reasons. So yeah, so I realized there doesn't always have to be a specific answer. Like just because I couldn't pinpoint one specific moment or achievement or aspect of my life that all of a sudden made me so happy didn't mean that it wasn't correct or valid. And that is so, so, so important. I fall victim to this trap very often where often we wait for these accolades or this one defining moment like, oh, well, I'll be happy once I make this much money or I'll be happy once I have a loving, healthy relationship or I'll be happy next year when my debt is paid off, right? Like I'm sure all those things will make you happy, but we never want to delay our happiness or our gratitude or our progress because of our given circumstances. We never want to say like, oh, well, when this, then this, right? You just want to start that progress right now. And I talked a lot about this in my episode about limiting beliefs that we have, that although it sounds like a positive statement to say like, oh, I'll start next month when I get my bonus because like I'll be amped and I'll have the money to do it. Or like, oh, I'll have so much more free time after the holidays. So I'll launch my course then. What I've realized is that there is never a perfect time to get started on things or to get started on improving yourself or a project. And by waiting, you're just delaying your own progress and success. You're actually just making an excuse for why you can't start now. And so this this all just kind of goes together with like me pinpointing a reason for my happiness. It's that there isn't always just some defining moment or some accolade or some achievement like, oh, well, I'm happy now because I'm on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Like that's just not realistic. It doesn't work that way. Let's say I do get on the Forbes 30 30 list. And then, you know, I'm just going to want the next achievement. I'm just going to get used to having that accolade. It's not that I won't think it's cool, but like, you know, that cannot be the one defining thing that makes me happy. And I think it's really important to realize that, that it's not always going to work that way. It's not always going to be this, like you wake up one morning and you're like, now I'm happy, right? So instead, we need to be sitting back and enjoying the process and letting every single day and every baby little tiny win be an accomplish in itself and be a reason to be happy and excited. And like I said, I definitely fell victim to that for a while. Like I actually caught myself a couple weeks ago saying like I was talking to someone, I think I was at a lunch meeting and I was like, man, I'm so excited for what's to come. Like, you know, I still feel like I need to get over this hump. Like I feel like I have all the puzzle pieces, but they're just not coming together. And I know I just need to get over the hump, but I feel like I'm so, so, so close. And then literally out loud right after I was like, wait a minute, like, hold on, Adrian, there actually isn't just going to be 
one hump. Like, what hump am I talking about? No, no, no. I'm going to launch my mini course in a couple weeks and I can't have this expectation that this is going to go perfectly and I'm going to make so much money and help so many people and that after that happens, I'll finally feel like I got over the hump, so to speak, right? Like, I literally stopped myself mid-sentence being like, wait, I'm doing to myself exactly what I tell people to be careful of. Is like, do not wait for this one defining moment. Like, oh, well, when I launch this, I'll be happy. Um, so I just thought that was really funny because, you know, it is true. Sometimes I do feel like, man, I'm making progress and I'm enjoying the process, but I also want there to be that one big win that really propels me forward. Because I do think it's motivating when you get a big win, right? But again, like while you're waiting for that win, do not just stop the process. Do not stop enjoying every step of the process and that'll help perfectly. So yeah, like I said, there's there's always going to be that next phase of progress and I could live the rest of my life saying like, you know, trying to get over the hump, even if I'm a millionaire. So instead, I'm choosing to enjoy the process and enjoy the ups and downs. Okay, so now it's time for the reasons themselves. And I'm going to save the best for last, but these are all important. And this is this is what I discovered in reflecting on why the heck am I so dang happy? All right. So the first reason is an obvious one, honestly, but an important one. And that is I surround myself with people, places, and things that make me happy. Or as Marie Kondo would say, that spark joy. And and not to get all, you know, Marie Kondo on you, but seriously, I feel like I've learned recently the true definition of things that spark joy. Like what actually sparks literal joy in you when you see it or experience it or when you hang out with a person because every time I walk in the doors of base camp which is my gym which I can't shut up about it doesn't matter what happened earlier that day how I was feeling it doesn't matter how tired I was when I walk in those doors I feel immediate like physical pleasure like I'm just so physically and mentally happy endorphins happiness joy And that's because that's the feeling that the environment there and that those people that work there and that attend there in the community we've built, like those are the feelings that it gives me no matter what. And I just think this is such a beautiful thing because I honestly in my life can't recall any one single thing that has sparked so much joy in me except for when I was younger. Like when you're a kid, I feel like it's so much easier to get so excited over things. I feel like now it's like, you know, even traveling, like I love traveling, but do I squeal with joy every time I go? No, which is weird. But I feel like with Basecamp, it's just, you know, sparked so many positive changes in my life, both physical, mental. I've made some of my best friends there and I just enjoy challenging myself, etc., etc. You guys don't have to hear every detail. But the point being, I've learned like truly what sparks joy. Like what things do I experience that actually, you know, create a physical reaction and Basecamp is one of those things so what you can do is make sure do a little audit of your life and really just make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are making you happy people who you know are making you a person that you enjoy being around when you're with them or you know in other words eliminate toxic and negative things and spend time in environments and places that make you feel happy I don't know like if you guys are big you know, energy and vibes people, but I'm someone where like I can walk into a room and just either I know right away like, oh yeah, this room is good energy. Like I want to do work in here or, oh, this room is like not great energy. I don't love it. It's a little dark or whatever. And it's different for everyone, but literally I associate like different cities and different rooms and apartments with different energies. So try to make sure to be in, you know, spending a lot of time in the environments that are sparking joy for you. And I'm going to give you guys a little cheat 
little hack, okay, for how to replicate this feeling in more places. If you're sitting there and you're kind of thinking, man, I'm not exactly positive which places or people or things are like sparking the most joy for me, um, just be observant and just like live your life and just really think about, wow, I'm happy in this moment. Just be very aware, okay? And I'm going to give you a little way to cheat this so that you can actually you know, once you find your thing or your person that makes you happy, we're going to trick our minds a little bit so you can experience the same feeling more often. So, okay. If you guys don't know, Jordan Belfort, who is like the real life Wolf of Wall Street that that movie was based off of, if you didn't know, he wrote a book called Way of the Wolf. And he's actually, obviously like he was a fraud and went to jail and it was this whole story, but you know, he's a brilliant salesperson. He really was a brilliant salesperson. He's now a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, you know, whatever. Anyway, he wrote this book, Way of the Wolf. And I actually know this story because on my last episode about the boom, boom sticks, uh, Drew brought up this story because Jordan Belfort actually uses the boom, boom sticks, which is a nasal inhaler. So I'll explain why. So basically in the book, he talks about a, um, like a sales tactic and a thing that he does called anchoring. And what is anchoring? Well, anchoring is a process used in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, to elicit a positive internal response to an external trigger so that the response may be quickly and sometimes covertly reaccessed. So AKA, you're basically doing something that's going to trigger an emotional response that you have felt before, right? So you're going to actually try to re-access an emotional response that you felt using a trigger. So using something that you are associating with that emotional response. So using sound or smell is often what is used in these circumstances. So let me explain. So basically associating something, so a sound, a smell, a movement with the thing that triggers the happiness is going to help you then re-trigger that happiness in other areas of your life. Um, And I talked about this a little bit with habit batching in that episode. Um, Like, let's say that you love and you love the smell and the taste of coffee in the morning, but you hate reading, but you want to read more often because you know it's good for you and you know you want to learn stuff, but you just don't love it. But you do love coffee, right? So with habit batching, it's basically where you pair those two habits. So you start by making yourself read while you drink your coffee. And what happens is because the coffee is triggering this emotional response, this emotional sense of joy and pleasure and happiness, and you're reading while feeling that emotion, it actually starts to associate reading with that emotion on its own. So as time goes on, you'll soon be able to just read the book and almost, um, you know, re-access that same emotional positive response, even without drinking coffee. It's pretty incredible what the mind can do. Um, And so if you've ever heard of like Pavlov's experiment with the dogs, this is another example. Basically, he did an experiment where he would ring a bell and then feed the dogs. And so what it did was it trained the dogs to associate the bell ringing with the fact that they were about to get fed and getting fed would make them salivate and obviously make them excited. And so what started to happen was that even without giving them food, if the door or if the bell rang, they would physically salivate, meaning like our minds are so powerful and so in control of, you know, what we associate things with and how we associate happiness with different things in our lives. So anyway, Belfort, Jordan Belfort, back to the book, uses this psychological trick to his advantage. And what he said he does is that every time he closes a big deal or a meeting um, and he feels the rush of success, he pulls out a boom boom stick, which is that nasal inhaler that we talked about, and he smells the scent of it. 
So what happens is that way he associates the scent of the boom boom stick with that feeling, with that emotional response of winning and success and money, whatever it is. So then what happens is he'll use it, use the boom boom stick going forward, like before meetings and sales calls to elicit that same peak emotional state. So like that same happiness or supreme confidence that he uses in sales situations, he can actually reaccess that emotional response just from smelling a smell. And I know that this sounds like complicated, but you guys have definitely experienced this before without even trying. Have you ever heard a song literally or like smelled a perfume and all of a sudden you're just like oh my gosh that reminds me of a middle school dance or like oh that perfume reminds me of like this guy I had a crush on or I guess cologne in sixth grade or whatever like you guys have definitely experienced this and this is not just you know some random theory this is like literally scientific research our brains do this so I think why not use this to our advantage right the point is you know, it sounds obvious, but truly reflecting on what, who, and where make you feel genuine joy can be such a key part of increasing your happiness. And remember the positive feedback loops that I always talk about too, right? Like high frequency vibrations and positive energy attracts other high frequency vibrations and therefore manifests more of that into your life. Okay. I'm sorry. I talk so quickly. And so I just get so excited about these topics. Oh my gosh. Um, but okay, before I get to the next reason, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zip line of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. All right, and we are back. So the next reason that I feel like I'm a happy person is because I know myself. What? Okay, well, that's weird. Why would knowing yourself make you happy? Well, knowing yourself equals confidence in yourself. And let me be clear, confidence in yourself doesn't mean always being perfect or never failing or never, you know, disliking anything about yourself. Confidence just means confidence. Confidence means trusting your ability, trusting that things will work out, trusting that you can do it, trusting that you can succeed, trusting that you can improve the areas that you want to improve no matter where you are now. That is confidence. And knowing yourself gives you this confidence in yourself, okay? And it means rocking who you are no matter what, controlling what you can and letting the uncontrollables just be a part of who you are and not beating yourself up over them. So obviously a lot of our goals 
is to be really self-confident because self-confidence allows for happiness and self-confidence. I just said this a million times, but I just want to re, 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 re emphasize self-confidence does not mean being perfect, loving every single thing about yourself. It just means having confidence in who you are and how can you even have confidence in who you are if you don't know who you are, right? So I've gone through many phases in confidence in myself and my abilities, and I want to use this one example that I kind of always come back to, but it perfectly describes my confidence evolution so that you can understand that like it's okay if you're, you know, going back and forth with I'm confident one day, I'm not the next day, or, you know, if you can relate to any part of this little confidence evolution that I had, I think it'll be helpful because obviously this is all easier said than done, right? So Okay, the first like phase of my confidence high school, and I'm going to use the example of me not being a morning person and like versus waking up early because I always use this example because it's honestly the most kind of like stark contrast for me of how much I used to not be a morning person and how much now I not only am a morning person, but actually love the mornings. Anyway, it's like I use this example because it is so mind boggling that this even happened. (laughs) So, okay, phase one was probably late high school, early college ish. I, what would happen is I would take traits I didn't like about myself and I would complain about them and then I would try to change them but fail. So then I'd continue to complain about them and I'd beat myself up for not being able to change them. So for the example of me not being a morning person, my whole life I was not a morning person. Ever since I was a kid, I wasn't. My parents would have to physically drag me out of bed. I've talked about this before. So when I became an adult, This is where phase one came in. I wished so badly to be a morning person. So I would try, but I would fail every time. Like I would literally fail every single time. Would not wake up um, early. And I would wake up later than I wanted because let's be real. I didn't actually want to get out of bed when it came down to it. Like I wanted in theory to have more hours in my day and to be a morning person and to like, you know, be awake before other people. But like at the end of the day, when the alarm's going off, I didn't want to get out of bed. So what would happen is I'd wake up and I'd immediately beat myself up for it. Like, dang it, Adrian, why? Like, ah, oh, you didn't wake up early, right? And not only that, but I would also be super anxious when I woke up, like when I finally got out of bed because I wouldn't have as many hours in the day that I wanted. And you guys also know that starting out the day angry or frustrated at yourself or, you know, in any sort of negative mindset or negative mood doesn't always set you up for success the rest of the day. <laughs> um, Yeah. So then after that phase, I then decided, oh, well, all right, if you can't beat them, join them, aka I then had a phase of acceptance. Like, you know what? I'm just not a morning person and that's okay. It's okay. I need to stop beating myself up. Just adapt to that lifestyle. Like just identify yourself as a non-morning person and everyone can deal and you can deal and that's just who you are, right? So I started working jobs that let me come in at 10 a.m. I never took calls or meetings earlier than that. I never committed to anything earlier than that. And I stopped being unhappy about waking up late because I had chosen to deem myself and identify myself as a non-morning person. Okay, now this all sounds great in theory, right? Like, yes, accept yourself, love yourself. You know, I've decided that I'm just not a morning person. And I think sometimes in life this mentality is okay, but... Uh, what I realized is that this mentality can also, and for me it did, end up being a little bit destructive because what happened was I created such a harsh limiting belief that no matter what, I could absolutely not wake up early no matter what, right? Like 
I believed that to be true. I chose to believe that to be true because I it would make me feel better. Like, oh no, I don't feel as bad about not waking up because I chose to not wake up. But really, that's almost just an excuse. Like, oh, well, it's fine because, you know, I, I chose not to do it. I think we can so easily justify decisions that we make. Like, oh, well, I didn't work out, but you know what? It's probably for the best because you know, I didn't spend as much money on gas driving to the gym. Like literally we can make up any excuse or reason ever in the whole universe. So I think that what I realized was this is a destructive habit. Like if I actually wanted to make the change, which I did deep down, then it wasn't healthy for me to just accept that I can't change, right? Because that's such a limiting belief. And I think that a limiting mindset about one thing can create a limiting mindset about many other things in your life. If you decide that you're not a morning person, I may have the same attitude with something else without even knowing like, well, I just can't, you know, I can't work more than eight hours. I can't create this high quality video. I can't make this amount of money. It's just, you don't want your mindset to be stuck in that sort of resisting, you know, I guess place of lack. So, I basically, I believed that to be true, that, you know, I wasn't a morning person and I didn't even give myself the opportunity to change later on in life if I wanted to and which I found myself wanting to around this time actually last year. So then phase three of kind of the confidence was back to, okay, I want to be a morning person, except this time I didn't let myself take no for an answer. I researched and I researched how to be a morning person. I tried every trick in the book. Some worked, some didn't. And when I finally started using the five second rule and also when I finally started habit batching, both of which, by the way, I have podcast episodes about if you haven't listened, I finally felt like I cracked the code and like not only changed into a full-blown morning person, but actually into a full-blown, I love the morning type person. And it's insane. Like this is something that no one in my life ever thought would be possible for me because I literally was just the polar, polar opposite. And it just showed me it's incredible what your mind can do and how you can rewire your thinking, how you can, you know, associate positive emotional responses with things that you want to be doing but aren't and building new habits. And it's just crazy like how much willpower we actually have as humans. So this whole the whole point of that whole evolution is just this constantly getting to know myself and reflecting on how I act and how I react and the things I'm good at and the things I could improve have led me to have confidence to feel like no matter what. I am strong-willed and disciplined and capable enough to be whoever I want to be. So it doesn't matter if right now I don't have the skill or if right now I feel like I'm bad at this one thing. That doesn't matter because I'm confident that I will be if I choose to be and that I can be if I choose to be, right? That I can, you know, change my lifestyle in any way that I want. And there's something so beautiful about that confidence. It makes the things that don't go your way or the things you don't like about yourself so much less significant because you're just like, oh, whatever, no big deal. I can fix that if I want, you know? And this all kind of just ties in with actually the last thing, which I do talk about often, but it's so key is letting go of the outcome of things and trusting the process that is life and growth. And more importantly, more importantly, enjoying it. So actually enjoying the process. And guess what? The process means both ups and downs, getting actually physically excited and joyful about the ups and the downs. I repeat that even the downs. (laughs) So that sounds hard. I get it. Like, Why would you be happy when things don't go your way, right? Well, I have an idea. It's because you will choose to be. You can choose to change your outlook on things not going your way or on failure or what we deem as failure. 
Something I've really learned to embrace is the fact that shit will go terribly one second and amazing the next, and I should enjoy both equally because that is literally life. That is life. And like I kind of mentioned earlier, I cried myself to sleep one night, and the next day I got offered two jobs, two dates, and some other great things, right? And that's how it works. Shit is going to happen, and the quicker you can acknowledge it, then laugh about it, then move on, knowing there must be something good coming right around the corner, the happier you will be. This is a proven success story right here, right? So take it from me, because seriously, I know that it's easier said than done, but these are all steps that you can take to get there. And I want to make this clear once again. Does this mean you're never going to feel negative emotions like sadness or anger or heartache? No. It's just the outlook that you can choose to adopt if you so choose. Like, guess what? You get to experience heartache because you get to love and feel loved. And you get to wake up in the morning and be alive. So that means you get to feel pain because that's a part of being alive. You get to experience these ups and downs and you get to learn the lessons the universe is offering us and you get to choose what to make of it. You get to face rejection because you were given an opportunity to begin with. You get to be told stuff you don't want to hear because people care about you and they care about your growth and success. And that's a privilege. I hate even using the word failure, but this is proof that failure cultivates success. If you aren't failing, you aren't doing it right. If you aren't using failure to your advantage, then you're not also not doing it right. Life is literally a school and we get to learn. We have the privilege and opportunity to learn from these ups and downs. And if we didn't ever step outside of our comfort zone and take these risks, we wouldn't get to see the amazingness that could be waiting on the other side, even if nine out of 10 times nothing is there, right? Wow, I feel like I just went on like a motivational speaker rant. That was a lot, but I just really wanted to emphasize that point because I think that really is, I think, the key in just living a better, happier, more fulfilling life is just enjoying every aspect of life. That means the ups and the downs, right? Like that's what living literally is. It is impossible to have everything go your way all the time. If we didn't ever learn, if we didn't ever have to grow, if we weren't ever put in uncomfortable positions, we would just stay stagnant forever and no one wants that. (laughs) So that concludes this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I just thought that, I don't know, this was just so real and raw. Like this literally happened to me the other day and I'm sure, you know, a week will go by, a month will go by and I'll continue to reflect on this and I'll continue to figure out more reasons why I'm happy. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm always improving. I'm always trying to improve. But I think the biggest thing is just being self-aware and just, you know, trying to improve yourself, but just getting to know yourself nurturing your relationship with yourself the same way you would nurture a relationship with a romantic partner or with a friend. And I just think you guys can truly get so much out of it from just taking these little, little steps and making a huge difference in your own life. So that is the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I do want to remind you that I have my Bali retreat is now live. The pricing is up on the website. Basically, it's a week-long trip in Bali with me as your host, and I'm going to be doing some workshops. We have a full itinerary, lots of exploring, lots of sightseeing and photo taking, and just fun beach chilling in Bali, and it's actually a really good price for a week-long trip like that. Um, So I will leave the link down below, and I hope that you guys come. I want to travel with you, and I want to see you. So yeah, I'll hopefully hear from you soon. Another quick announcement. Um that I'm going to make a, an episode just explaining this in full, but I am actually launching a mini course on, I believe, March 12th, and it's going to be a two-hour live course on manifestation. So actually manifesting your best is going to be a 
kind of my process for actually starting to manifest now. And it basically takes a lot of my manifesting episodes here, but goes way, way deeper. So you can actually get like tangible results right then and there. And it's going to be incredible. It's going to be I'm just excited. It's my first course launch. I feel like I've wanted to do courses and webinars and like, you know, I wanted to, I've wanted to really make a bigger impact for a while now. And I'm proud of myself for taking this leap. I've never done this before. And I preach all the time, like, just do it, just get started. Doesn't matter if it's perfect. So I'm launching a course and I hope that it's, you know, I, I know that it's going to be great. Will it be perfect? Of course not. Will it be a learning curve? Heck yes. But once I do it, then I get to do it more and more and more and more. So I'm going to go now. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zip line of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the do. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply.